The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about comic books and pop culture. Uh, we are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jay, Jay gone. <laughs> he wanted to be introduced last. <laughs> Say what? He wanted to be introduced last. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, the usual suspects are in the building, or most of them. <laughs> Half? <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, my, my voice is messed up. Jay's dipping in and out the show. Oz just was like, you know what? I'm just not coming anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's it's a rough episode already. It's rough already. We've been in, we're we're in 60 seconds. <laughs> this is what you get. Welcome. Uh look, he's our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> All right. Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Behind him. Indeed. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about the invincible Red Sonia. So we'll be giving you reviews and thoughts on that comic book. We're also going to be talking about the latest in comic book news and pop culture developments. Uh, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. But before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this whole shebang would not have happened. So thank you, Scott. Hope you're doing well. Good, sir. Uh, yeah. So we should go ahead and tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Forum. Here's how. Get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at Fantastic Forum. Live. Join the party. You know you want to. Thank you, intern. Salute. That was a weak salute. I'm sorry. <laughs> With your voice today, it actually works. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a salute wor worthy of the mentioning of it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like he he like Mary Young's at half mass today. <laughs> don't say, that. say what? So don't say that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, gents, it's good to be here with you all. Hope you all are doing all right. You, you all feeling good? You all ready? I'm tired. I'm going to go home. 
Look, look, go, look, look at the chat, Jay. Look at the chat. <laughs> Excellent. like, yeah, we're good. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Look, <laughs> m- m- Memorial Day weekend took its toll on us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're we're still recovering from our all of our remembrances. All our our rituals and <laughs> offerings and everything we do. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, forgive us. But we're we're still here for you. We're gonna make it happen. Well, well, we're here. Oz isn't, so be mad at him. Send him send look, y'all are sending Oz hate mail anyway, right? Just you know, add a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So anyway, okay. Well, shoot. I mean, it, should should we just like get to it? Uh, one quick uh, chat from Tiger Claw, where he says, "Hey, have uh, have you been reading TMNT: The Last Ronin? Issue three came out last week." I thought. The last Ronin was only two parts. Is it? Is it? Th- is it more than two? It's, it's three. a five-parter. Oh, five-parter. Yeah. Wait. So then, why are they coming out with all of the director cut editions and all that kind of stuff already? Because that's how you're doing in the comic industry right now. Oh. Damn. I didn't know. No. No, Tire Claw. I. I no. I, I I bought and read issue one. I bought issue two, but have yet to read it. And if I had, I guess I would have realized that it wasn't over. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not quite in the same boat as Lawrence. Um, I bought two and did not read it, but I did know that they were still coming out. Got you. Okay. I, saw the, I actually saw... Larry and I got to go to the comic shop today, and I actually saw issue three there, but since I didn't buy it since I haven't been reading. Tiger Claw says issue four comes out in August. That's good to know. I will be on the lookout. Yeah, like, oh, that's exciting. It's like the story was really good in the first one, and I was looking forward to reading the conclusion in, in number two. And then it turned out that there are five now. So look, <laughs> the Ninja Magic, they multiplied like Naruto. <laughs> shadow Jutsu, Shadow Clone Jutsu. Shadow, yeah, Shadow Clone Jutsu. That's like, wait, <laughs> I'm so mad at your Jutsu hand signs. Like, oh my God, Moses. Oh, dude, if you're listening, if you're listening to the audio archive, please go find the YouTube. Uh, and while you're there, like and subscribe, hit the bell notification. But please go look at Moses's hand signs. Like, oh, I'm doing it again. Just it's, 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 listen, oh no. So oh. 20 seconds in. <laughs> it's rough, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Naruto hand signs are easy to do, but you can at least like fake it better than that. I was like, what? I'm like, what is he doing? Like this will look like he's, he's I think he's the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> 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 like he's, 
I'm actually, I'm actually Stephen Strange after the accident, like right after. <laughs> like my glorious hands, like his hands that were in the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's rough, man. If the audience cares to see, there's a picture of us, me and Larry, at the comic shop today, and we're happy like little ass kids. <laughs> man, we do look like little kids. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> like, we, we, look, I didn't realize how happy I was to be at the comic shop with you. <laughs> I was smiling till I saw the selfie screen and I saw that you picked up moths. Because yeah. that was the last one left and I was eyeing it. Oh, got you. That's why <laughs> you're making that face. Yeah, but I'm not mad that, that you got it. Like, I'm glad. Well, I'll make sure I pass it along to you when I'm done reading it. Yeah. <laughs> what else I, was like, I don't know how to react to your your uh unsolicited kindness. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was getting ready to insult you. Is it for you people cry? <laughs> uh, Tiger Claw wants to know if you had to wear masks in the comic shop. We did. Uh well, well I actually didn't have point, to. Yeah. At one point, everyone in there, which was just me, Larry, and Mike, and the uh, was it Kevin that we met today? Yeah. And Kevin had his mask on. Mike and Larry didn't. They're both vaccinated. And I did just because the government already conditioned me, and I'm just more comfortable with a muzzle. So, <laughs> I, But we didn't really, in that situation, technically, neither none of us had to. Although in California... The restrictions haven't been lifted yet. So technically we did, according to CDC, we the four of us didn't have to. But then there was people who went out because it's new comic book day. So there is people coming in and out and we don't know what they are. So as soon as like I know as soon as that dude with his two kids came in, Mike messed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you, you tend to do to be a little bit considerate and courteous, you know? Right. Right. Whatever that means. Yeah. But, um but Larry, man, you, you went to the comic shop, man. It was good to go to. I haven't gone to the comic shop with you in in forever. Dude, it's <laughs> and, uh, been years, I think. Yeah, it was. We got to we got to film something for you guys out there in YouTube land. So we mm-hmm. Fantastic Four Life Story number one little discussion review. You got to be eavesdrop on a trip of me and Larry going to the comic shop. So that should be up soon. And uh, but Larry came up with a nice nice stack of comics, man. What'd you get? I got all types of stuff. Like, look, I, I, I did get Moths. I got um, another book, Basilisk. Uh, mm-hmm. I got uh, a couple of variant covers for the Hellfire Gala uh, X-Men books that came out today, which was Hellions, Marauders, and um, X-Force. You know, every time you buy those variants, it encourages them to keep doing it. I, listen, you talk, you're talking to the wrong one. Like those variants are amazing. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like if they make good ones, I buy them. And if they make sucky ones, like listen. So the Hellfire Gala, right, is like it's basically like like think of the Met Gala, right? Like it's basically a, it's kind of like a it's a extravagant party that has like celebrities and dignitaries and like the who's who of, of, you know, like 
entertainment and fashion and pop culture and you know but it's like it's basically like a celebrity party meeting a state dinner for the hellfire gala so literally like this joint had like you know like conan o'brien was there and dr doom and the fantastic four and the avengers and like the presidents of different countries or their or the dignitaries and like the Shi'ar showed up. Like it's like like everybody's at this joint, right? So because it's like a big fashion thing, the alternate covers I bought are literally connecting covers for each of the comics and it's a red carpet. And so it's like literally each cover has like one character on it in their like hellfire gala like fashionista like outfit and then the background the uh what is those called the oh damn it the step and repeat mm. you know what i'm talking about yeah the thing in the background that usually has like the logos and stuff on the back all the logos where all the people put the pictures right you know what i'm talking about jay yeah so okay so that joint in the background each cover the step and repeat is basically like Hellfire Gala, and it has like the logo for that particular comic. So like, it's like today, like I said, Marauders came out, Hellions came out, and friggin' uh, um, X-Force came out. So you have a, a, a particular X-Man that's like from that book on each cover with the step and repeat behind them that says Hellfire Gala, and the logos for the comics, and then they connect to each other. Come on, man, that's amazing. Like, well, why would I not buy that? Why didn't you buy it? <laughs> I'm mad at you. Cause you, okay, it doesn't even matter if you went to the comic book store or not. You could have bought it online. Yeah, if you had told me it came out today, I would have bought it at the same time I bought Red Sonia. What did I just tell you? You told me now, but I bought Red Sonia earlier. But you can look. I will no, stop you, Joe. I just told you how amazing it is. You went to- <laughs> Joe, you went to the comic shop? I, I nah. went to my tablet. Oh, okay. Joe's the shop. I was going to say, you could have brought your comic shop with us. Nah, Joe, Joe doesn't like comic shops anymore. Hey, Joe, in chat, I, I do love comic shops. I do. <laughs> love- I, I, I don't like physical comics, but I like going to. The comic shops because I can see, like, I've seen stuff I may want to buy digitally. It's a live yeah. action checklist. Zilla <laughs> in chat says, Is this the gala Twitter told me Ellie Kemper was in when she was younger? And no, that's a different Alita yeah. uh, gala pageant she was in. Like, yeah, that's a different kind of elitism. She was in this like secret society beauty pageant, not beauty pageant, but like kind of like parade type of thing where she was. Oh, like, is this the, like with, with Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, the KK. Yeah, yeah. Kemp- yeah. Oh yeah, Jay was telling me about that. Yeah, it's weird because I I th- I just thought she was Jewish with a name like Ellie Kemper. <laughs> like, like I think she I was going to mitzvah, you know? But no, 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 sure. When she was when when one. They had a strict no Jews, no blacks policy. Right. Uh, back that's, that's why I was so surprised. But um, 
the elitist place I went to, the comic shop. Um, <laughs> I, I I got I, I'm not gonna list you everything I bought, although I usually like to list off and rattle off titles, and I got plenty to do. But one of the things I found that I didn't know existed was this nonstop Spider-Man. Yeah. I saw number three. I didn't. I'm like, do they even have number one and two? But I'm just gonna buy three. I'll read one and two digitally because it's Joe Kelly and Chris Pachalo doing a Spider-Man book. And that's the team that brought steampunk. Now, you listening to Fantastic Forum from a long time. Not you, Nacho Valverde, JV from Chile. Hello to you, too. Not you, but Hello. if you go back in time into our archives, <laughs> you'll hear me talk about that book, Steampunk. And this is that creative team that, that brought it. You know, they're not using Starkings or Richard Friend, but, you know, there's other people. But it, it, it has that vibe and that feel. But in the big two Marvel kind of organization of paneling, so it's easier to read. And I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. So yeah, I'm sorry. I actually bought a print for that book. Oh yeah, Scotty Young. Oh, the the alternate cover print. Yeah, nice. It's pretty awesome. I bet. But I'm um, assume. I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, look. Stay tuned. Hit the like, subscribe, and the bell because I might do a one shot <laughs> with a review of that. Because, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Indeed, indeed. Okay, cool. Well, shoot. Speaking of comics, we're gonna review. We should go ahead and get to Red Sonia. So let's get some music going on and make it so. Review, uh, like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So good, I like it. I like it a lot. Yes. All right. Uh, we need a transition for that. Say what? We need a video transition for that. We do. We do. What it is, I don't know yet, but we do. So, anyway. Mo, why don't you tell us um, what what is the Invincible? Um, no, yeah, the Invincible Red Sonia. The Invincible Red Sonia is a comic book. The <laughs> end. This one is particular. Uh, it's a brand new one that came out, I think, a month ago, more or less. Uh, it's from Dynamite. And it's the story of Red Sonia after she's been manipulated to protect the princess. So it starts off in this like almost like a noir type storytelling, and then it goes into the sword and sorcery. I feel the noir is gonna take part in the later issues, but I don't know. I didn't read the second one. Joe did, so he can fill me in on that in a little bit. But this story race basically just puts her in this predicament that she saved this princess. Uh, whose ship had been pillaged and plundered by a band of pirates that Red Sonia had chartered, <laughs> essentially bought a ticket onto their boat for transport, and she helped them. Uh, but when it came time to rape the princess because they didn't want to take a hostage or do ransom, she stepped in and kind of protected her. And because of that, when the queen found her after the ship had been taken by sirens, uh Princess showed mercy on Red Sonia and basically said, Look, I need you to be my bodyguard for this wedding, this political wedding, because I think even my own bodyguards are compromised. So you're the only one I could trust here. And she contracts her, and then hilarity ensues. Indeed. Now, 
This book is brought to you by the good people that brought you the Harley Quinn series and mm -hmm. All-Star Western. More, more importantly, All-Star Western. More Attack doing art. Um, there's a Jimmy Palmiotti doing the writing along with Amanda Connor, which mm -hmm. those two as a team are great. They worked on Pro, uh, which is an awesome independent comic book that I, I don't see them making into a movie and nobody wants to make toys of because it's so irreverent. Nobody wants to pick up and bring you more of it. Um, they got a chance now with Amazon. Maybe. Like if maybe. they find the right people at Amazon, I think they can yeah. get Look, even Netflix, I think Netflix will do it because really like Netflix is like a Saudi prince. Like they could pay people like Eddie Murphy, make a make, make a special, get a sign a contract. He, oh, I need $102 billion and the right hand. Make it so, says Ted Sarandos, and he'll do it. They give people contracts like that. So, it, you know, it just depends the right people take an interest in it. Um, but, yeah, they're husband and wife, too. So I, I'm a sucker for those creative teams as well. I like to see what people do together. You know, see, I can see, who oh, maybe they fought on this idea. <laughs> you know, I get curious about that. So. Uh, once I saw that, and it's Red Sonia. I mean, Red Sonia is a character that was created, I think, by Roy Thomas or something in a Conan book, and it became part of the Conan grand mythos to the point where Conan was in her movie back in the 80s. But it wasn't Conan, but it was Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a King Conan type character, <laughs> and that was basically Conan, just not called Conan. And uh, mm -hmm. And then here, you know, it's gone on to do other things. It's like it's it, 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 the comics always intrigue me because it's like they were created at Marvel, Red Sonia, and but other people do it. It just became part of the Conan thing. So you, people just automatically, well, by people I mean me, automatically assume it was Robert E. Howard that created her. But uh, but yeah, and it's like it's cool to see here I, I, in in um, Dynamite Comics number one. I, I bought the cosplay cover for red sonia it's it's a model dressed as red sonia and then i also got the regular uh i guess this is just a regular cover it just looks like a painted cover and uh you know i, I i've been toying with the idea of giving everything we review out or at least everything i review out to the listeners so if anybody wants it all you got to do is be a subscriber and tell me you want it in the comments and then uh we'll take it from there Nice, but yeah. But, so, so Jay, what well, what were your what was your like? Give me your twenty second take on this book. What did you think of the Invincible Red Sonia number one? Uh, it's Conan, but a girl. <laughs> is is that it? Okay. Yeah, that's my take on the entire book. Well, is that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's good if you like Conan. It's bad if you don't. That's fair. I mean, I I honestly would rate this the same way I rated the Conan books we read. It's like, it's competent in what it does. It's just not for me. Got it. I guess this has the added, added um, detriment of all the non-nudity. Um, <laughs> Throughout, you you look, Jay. They, they gave you some some, uh, like under boob, right? That doesn't count for something. No, that doesn't make it better than Conan. 
No. Oh. No, that doesn't. Look, they give you, uh, whatchamacallit, a, a siren nipple? Not even, like, the whole nipple, though. I saw it, and I was like, oh, Jay's ready. I would have rather done no nipples than the... Oh, oh, oh now he... Like, like there's no pleasing you, Jay. If if they had done no nipples, you'd been like, this completely zero nudity. And now yeah. they do one nipple, then you're like, why do just the one nipple? That would have been better. Like, I would have had more respect for it. Like, half measures are not good in general. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't need nudity, do you? No. That's so, why it sucks when they put a half step Right. In. But why is not like why is no nudity like a detriment for the book? Um because because it's a half step. That's what I'm saying. If it had been no nudity at all, I would right. have fine. It's like even like the the hot tub scenes and the getting dressed scenes, there's nothing shown at all. And the, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, that's groovy. But like the half step, half nipple things with the sirens, it's like just either take them, either don't draw it or cover it up with the seashells or whatever you want to do. It's like, yeah, it's it's the half step that gets me. That's fair. No. No half measures for Jay and Holy Bales above it. Heck <laughs> agrees with you. I'm looking into chat. Heck uh, it says, don't tease the nudity if you aren't going to deliver. <laughs> or less. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, I mean, that, that comment before that one is hilarious, too. Look, look, you see? Under <laughs> ain't shit in 2021. <laughs> I, I'm like, dang. I guess I guess he's right. They're like underboob. That's just what people just go out with underboob, right? Right. See, La- go go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I didn't say last time I saw Oz, he was showing underboob. Hey, <laughs> you got to su- subscribe to Oz's package, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Hit but, the bell. Yeah, I think. If I was more of a Conan fan, I would have enjoyed this more. Um, actually, technically, I did enjoy this more than the Conan books we read because it does have the modern sensibilities. Yeah. Um, but it, do, it does still feel like Conan, which I'm not, I'm just not that into, like, for better or worse. I'm, just not a huge fan. I can appreciate that it's done well, just like with the Conan books. Like I, get, I rated them a three because even though it's not for me, I can tell it, it's done well. Like right. it's just not my thing, but I can appreciate it for what it is—a well-crafted story. Um, and it's the same thing with this. It's it's a well-crafted story. Um. Actually, even kind of interesting. Like, uh, we get to the second issue, and in the second issue, they finally get to the city. Red Sonia uh, mentions that she has a past, and uh, she ends up stopping two attacks on the princess's life. 
um, except only one of the attack was actually on the princess and one was on her because as soon as she entered the city, a bounty was put on her head. Wow. Related to the past, uh, like relating to the past uh, that she came from. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good. Um, actually, I think I do enjoy this more just because of the modern sensibilities. But yeah, it's cool. Like, well, even the writing style, like it's in the Pilmiati Amanda Connor style, which mm-hmm. I know you like. I so did. just style alone should rate give you added that extra half a point at least than what you would give a Conan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, honestly, that's really why I picked this book, other than I liking Red Sonia, because I like Conan and Red right. Sonia, a woman, and, and her stories are, are a little bit different because men in, well, men in general, but men in that area, in that era and area, <laughs> treat women differently. <laughs> so seeing Conan and seeing Red Sonia, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's a different, it, it's different. Like those pirates aren't trying to fuck Conan. Yeah. Oh well, a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Pride Month. (laughs) But yeah. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it the 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 dynamic of her being a woman does does affect how the stories play out. And you know, they they did take mm -hmm. a scene from one of the Conan movies and almost recreate it perfectly. Which one? Except a little different. <laughs> um, there's a scene in Conan, and well, do, do I describe the Conan scene or the scene in the book? Hey, compare the two. All right, so there's a scene in Conan where, where they're escorting this princess, and she's asking her manservant if he's sexy or not, or if he's handsome. Uh, because like she's been sheltered and she doesn't know and she's like trying to make like she doesn't have anything figured out and that's why she's asking like is he handsome like looking at him like and she's like oh well okay I'll decide that that he is whatever so uh, in the book they have a scene where the princess is uh, on an uh, is a having a uh, being married and it's an arranged marriage she's never met the guy and uh, she's basically talking to red sonia about her past and uh she says something to the effect of uh, your story doesn't involve uh what i'm gonna be doing with my husband and like she's like blushing and she kind of like says uh tells her like uh, it's not going to hurt, but, you know, just if you have any questions, ask me after you're married. And it's like a cool little scene. Rips mm-hmm. almost like it feels it felt more like it, it really reminded me of that scene in Conan because of the inexperience and the kind of like the shelter, the inexperience. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the naivete. Right. Yeah. Even though she's got some like she's not like a completely naive character. Right. You've even wait, is that in 
she yeah. shelter. Even in the first issue, like when she talks to Sonya again, she says, yeah, I know it was about to happen to me and you saved me. That's why you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Not like completely naive, but she is, I would actually use the term innocent. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> so yeah, Mo, you mentioned like you you are a big Conan fan. So what did you think of the book? I, like again, I enjoyed it. Like the modern sensibilities. Uh, like I read the <laughs> the Spider Man Red Sonia crossover. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Red Sonia is one that that like with Conan. I'm like, how are they gonna bring this into the MCU? And it, it, you know, it worked. I, one shot link up here somewhere. <laughs> you know <laughs> that I reviewed that, and uh, it's it, yeah. It, it, these characters kind of I, I like the sort of sorcery that fantasy medieval fantasy type but even like bronze age fantasy not even medieval um so this is was an easy one for me and moritat's art too like i i i like it you know he made her look uh you know curvy and stuff but she's also muscular so yeah. she looks like a fitness model and you know like yeah. they mentioned that she has like she's almost dead but she's her grip on her sword like never leaves <laughs> like they could have pry it off you know, shit like that is, and it looks like you see her forearm gripping, you know, the yeah. Kirby forearm, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it, it's like you can see she's holding on to that thing. So yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed this, and I, I wish I would have known. Too. Say that again. I also liked when she got shot and she kept fighting. Yeah, uh, you know, I wish I would have. I I was raising a barn, so I couldn't uh pull up pull some art, but there's like these panels right here where it's just her in battle. <laughs> and it's like it, it looks very claustrophobic, and, and just she's fighting a bunch of dudes, <laughs> you know. And it's just it's just cool, <laughs> like it, it does what it does. And you know, dynamite over here, uh, doing doing this type of work, and they 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 look they're gonna keep me for this one. I actually did go to the when I went to the comic shop, I did pick up uh, where is this? Uh, another Sumerian book that I didn't know existed, and um, I haven't read it yet, but it does look like it has that same vibe. But you know, it's right here. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right, yeah, that's it. And it's like you know, you get the detail. Um, you know the the you know the bottom right here, you got her with the sword but the trees are like out of focus it's almost very cinematic but very like jason Bourne action scene you know and yeah. that's the page and it's like normally they put those type of like dynamicism in like a splash page and they did it here in like panel 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 yeah the hand yeah. and uh, and you know I, I really enjoyed that a lot the greedy yeah. right there in the blue even the lettering, the lettering looked all that. Yeah, like, like, it was just—it's a well put together book, and I, I can't. I'm gonna keep reading it. I don't care yeah. what Joe says. Although Joe, <laughs> you should watch the animated movie because the animated movie is written by Gail Simone and directed by Gail Simone. Um, there's an animated Red Sonia movie. Yeah. When did that come out? I think 2017. Jesus, Mo. Yeah. Tell me. 
That was when I didn't watch cartoons because I was getting mad at, <laughs> at cartoons and I realized I'm a grown-ass man. I don't need to be angry at cartoons, so I just stopped watching cartoons. <laughs> but now I'm back on cartoons, kind of. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, look, we might we might have to do a... I might go shopping with Joe and then we'll talk about... It. We'll review the animated movie in the car. That sounds fair. Um... I, I don't I don't I haven't seen that either. It sounds interesting. I would like to see it. And then she did have a run on Red Sonia about it. I don't remember. I thought it was on uh, for Dark Horse. But uh, her run is what actually has been keeping these these runs coming because it this they've been constant in the last like four or five years. Like her run established the the bisexuality for Red Sonia, and I think it was it established it like. As a su- suggested, like not, they didn't show her banging two people, <laughs> yeah, two different genders of people. Um, but uh, that's Gail Simone. You take that up with Gail Simone, uh, Joe. But um, then the next writer, like, actually showed it, so showed a, a relationship with it, but or something that confirms it. I haven't read those, but mm-hmm. I, I go back and, and read those, especially since I do want to watch that animated movie. And I really like in the the old cartoon uh, Conan the Adventurer. They had a Red Sony episode that was good. Yeah, I will say I, I really enjoyed this book as well. Like, the writing was great, the art was fantastic. I felt like it, like even like what you were talking about with the the paneling, like the the design of the book, I really enjoyed too. And I thought the story was like really interesting and, and paced well <clears throat> because like the story, like the, the overarching story um, is, is somewhat basic, but the way that they choose to tell it, it's like a lot happens, it feels like in this book. And it doesn't give you the opportunity to, to get like, um, like lulled into any particular like one aspect because it feels like it each like in in this first issue you literally like hop from like one interesting thing that Sonia is involved in to the next interesting thing to the next interesting thing and you know while the book ultimately just sets up like what is you know pretty a pretty um what what might be considered standard fare as far as a fantasy story might go, where you're like, hey, be my bodyguard and I'll pay you more than you, more more money than you've ever had before in your life, right? It's like, I mean, that's a, a a thing, a story you see often, but but this joint was like, you had pirates, you had sirens, you had. Red Sonia battling a whole army of dudes by herself, and it's just like, you know, it it was great. Like that aspect of things is great, and the setup to that point where you're like, oh, okay, so now we know what the story's going to be about was great. The sirens part I really enjoyed, um, <clears throat> aside from the half nipple. Um, <laughs> That's where most of mine. <laughs> <laughs> because uh 
you know, uh, you know, folk, I didn't even see the ni- half nipple at all. <laughs> but I was focusing on how every male fell succumb uh, or succumbed to the the siren's call. And then to Red Sonia, it was like a screech, like she was. Yeah. And then that's a little dynamic that I mean, you wouldn't have seen in Conan. <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah. see in Hope's Odyssey. Yeah. So yeah. and that's I read that. I don't read literature or anything like that. But, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it, I was like, oh, that was interesting. Like that was a, a, a different take for me. Yeah. Yeah. What I did enjoy about the sirens is how their bodies like are turned into their tails. Like the coping yeah. was yeah. Really phenomenal. Yeah. Um with that. So like the way it blends like the body just blends into the tail. It's like really good on all the sirens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I, I think I can pull it up real quick. So I bought uh, plagues. Say again? I bought uh, Queen of Plagues and the Red Sonya animated movie. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I love how you just dropped that name like we all supposed to know what it is. You didn't know what it was just a second ago. You just drop it on us like, oh, I bought that. He assumed I knew what it was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Joe says no half measures. No half measures. (laughs) I like the, the musical notes. Like, they're... yeah. They're musical notes, but they're like distorted. Yeah. Very many. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool thing. There's um a point where in the book where um the the princess like tells tells Red Sonia that you know that because she struck her like she's fortunate that that the the punishment for striking me is being put to death and she's telling her this while she grabs her by the arm and yeah. and is like you know like yelling at her and red sonia like does like the punishment for seizing my arm and and spinning in my face is a severed limb and a snap neck <laughs> i suggest <laughs> you let go <laughs> and wait but look i, I got to pull this up too cuz i was just like the part that makes it like that's a great line and just like cool writing. But the part that really sells it to me, where I was just like, oh, I love it, is like l- literally the look on her face. Like, hold on. Can y'all see this? <laughs> look, at, look at that look on her face, though. <laughs> she is like so, like nonchalant like she's not angry she's just like literally like just informing her like let me just tell you what the punishment is for what you're doing right now (laughs) she's like she's just like it's not even like she's over it she's just more like why would you do this this?" i was like that was great to me i was like i really i really enjoyed that so yeah i mean i think that that's pretty emblematic of the book where it's just like it has cool little moments like that. And it's like, it's more than just the line on its own. It's more than just the art on its own. It's the combination. It's the situation, the art, the the line. And you put it all together and it's like, 
Yeah, like they're doing some good stuff. Like, you know, even like I met Joe, how you mentioned, where it's like how she was fighting all those people and getting shot with the arrows and she's still fighting. And it's like that in and of itself is a cool thing as far as the situation goes. But more than that, it's like the inner monologue you have of her leading up until that point, as well as how the how they represent her doing that stuff. Like she obviously has some sort of enchantment or something going on with her, but she can still feel pain. And so she's fighting and she knows she, and she's fighting and taking all these dudes out, but she's still like getting hit and getting hurt. And she's angry that she's getting hurt and she's still taking them all out. And it's 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 a very cool and an awesome um moment of uh, uh from from that story um i also like this page a lot where she just goes into the darkness to fight and you just hear clank clank shoot shoot yeah, sounds <laughs> and you <laughs> see little little appendages here and there yeah <laughs> That is cool. Is that from two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. So it seems like they're pretty much hitting it out the park with this book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, you know. So if I, I would definitely say it's the kind of book that if you're a Red Sonya fan, you have to read it. But if you're not a Red Sonya fan, you might want to give this a, a shot anyway because. It very well might appeal to you just on, you know, just a, a good storytelling kind of level. So, Jay, what would you rate the Invincible Red Sonia number one? Um, I would give it like a three and a half. Yay! <laughs> Underboob wins. <laughs> no, it's just the style. I I, I like the writing style. And some of the artwork is pretty cool. Ah, just give it a four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to. Like you wouldn't be laughing like that if you didn't want to give it a four. I, I kind of want to. Yeah, <laughs> four. Come on, live a little. But at the same time, I gotta stand by my principles. Yeah, um, but you know. But when, but when you die, it's like ah, I should have given the four. <laughs> when you die, <laughs> is that what you used to think about his deathbed? <laughs> Why didn't I give it a four? It was one point better than Conan. It's like Hamiati, Connor, Moritan, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, what issue two? Like <laughs> Well, I, I always do that. Like even if yeah, I'm hating it, like if yeah. I buy what's available. So that's not that's necessarily true. a uh, how much I like the book. It's just how yeah. Prepared, I like to be for the show. Well, look, I, I think when it, if if you don't like the book, you go you buy more of it because <laughs> he's like it's got to be better. It's got to get better. <laughs> you've done that like three times. It, right? <laughs> the last couple of reviews, you've done that like three times. <laughs> well, I, I buy it all at once. Like, I ask you. yeah. So it's like, but plus, I, I like to think that Jimmy Palmiotti knows how much I love his stuff. Yeah, you know, right. and that, that actually brings me to another point. Um, 
we might have because I, I he had a Kickstarter and I funded it uh in, entirely. I funded it entirely. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that true? No, no. Oh, I'm about to say I was like, damn, I'm like money magnum. <laughs> one day, one day I'll do that. <laughs> Watch. It's, a, it's gonna be a thirty dollar like fundraiser campaign. I funded it entirely. <laughs> but uh, it's called it's, it's just called sex and violence. So I'm sure, and it's him and Amanda Connor with Dave Johnson doing you know. Oh, okay. you know, his friends do pinups and stuff for it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the tier I did was the first three issues because they're on three now. So I just got all three issues, and uh, so yeah, so. It, I, I have a feeling it'll be like this, but with nudity. Oh, four and a half for Joe. I do enjoy nudity. <laughs> so, Moses, what would you rate the Invincible Red Sonia number one? Look, this one's easy, man. It's like a four and a half. Look. I was gonna say four and a half, but for me, it's actually a five. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like, what what keeps me from that half? Uh, you know, but yeah, it's f- it's five angry people that she's wearing a, a bikini. <laughs> five angry people. Five angry people that that don't like that she's wearing a bikini. Notice, no uses her as an example when they're talking about armor. Revealing armor because <laughs> she can true. fight naked and nobody's gonna cut her. Like she don't need that armor. <laughs> like that's ornamental, and that that just goes to what the characters you you write. <laughs> you know, like the the three hundred Spartans fought naked. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would cover them up. Yeah. Speaking of offended people, I, I really love the Frank Cho covers. The alternate. Oh, yeah. 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 I did see that. That was funny. I'm actually going to go back and buy the white cover. That makes sense. That feels on brand for Moses. (laughs) I've been, you know, the pandemic ruined my shit, so I haven't bought any white covers in like over a year. So I got to make up for time. (laughs) Uh, I would also give the Invincible Red Sony a five out of five. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And here's the thing. I... I you know I didn't go, I didn't go into the book knowing what to expect. Um, I didn't know the, the creative team, and so I I did have like, you know like reasonably decent expectations because I know all those people are good, but I didn't expect to enjoy it or or be enthralled by it as much as I did. So yeah, five out of five. Uh, Tiger Clan Chess says, who would win in a fight between Tarna and Red Sonia? Uh, look, I can get really deep and <laughs> philosophical and, and actually educate, give you an educated answer, but I'm going to give you guys a choice. Do you want the educated answer or do you want the like nitty gritty, uh, uh, you know, dirty answer. <laughs> like it's up to you guys. Uh, I'm gonna give you yeah. both. Really. Fuck it. Give them both. <laughs> the educated answer is they just—I would just see them making out. <laughs> yeah. But the the low the low brow answer is basically, I think uh, I think Tarnum might look. Red Sonia is like peak physical shape, strength, stamina. All those are like peak human. 
because of that conditioning, that intense conditioning. Um, but she also has experience fighting supernatural threats, like hand to hand. So, you know, that puts her like at a high level. But Tarna's like, I mean, she's borderline a god, you know? So it, it's kind of. She also has access to better weapons. Yeah, that's that too. And so she's on a more on a cosmic level. So I, I think Tarna would do it. But in the perfect universe, they they just make sweet love while I watch. Uh, <laughs> it's been sending so it's hello there. Hey Ephes. Hello. Hello. So cool. All right. Well, Shoot, you you all ready to transition into some news? Some news, yeah. As soon as I hit that button. <laughs> we should have a like uh, like her. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I love when you make that face. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to anymore, so I just did it. Just yeah, it. yeah, yeah, for nostalgia. But um, oh, I was gonna say, folks, if you if you want to get down and talk to us about a news item or have a comment on something we're talking about, feel free to call in. The description should have a link where you can hit that, and you can be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum, coveted, coveted fourth member, because Oz is no more. No, I'm sorry. Oz is just working. He's still around. Yeah. <laughs> Energy crisis. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Mo. What were you going to say? Uh, the So Oz is not being here. Uh, he missed an opportunity to, um, you know, they, like, make me feel dumb. He did it in text, but you know that was pre-production because <laughs> they they announced the the Alan Scott Green Lantern guy, <laughs> the, the the cast, and <laughs> basically um, the guy announced himself on his Instagram. Look, I'm happy to be a part, and then he put the the oath, which the oath to me had always just been the newer Green Lantern, not the Golden Age Green Lantern, because there's no Oa, there's no you know, he's not a space police, and the oath right. always seemed like the oath of service that you take when you go into service. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't have, as far as I know, he didn't have a guide. But yeah, Oz basically told me, yeah, he had the same oath too. And it's like, oh, that's that seems like it made me rethink <laughs> the new Green Lantern versus the old. Where it's like they didn't even change that. Like you yeah. know, they give you this new thing, and it's the same oath as the old shit. Like, and I can imagine, I can see like. The oath being like the spell that you have to cast because that old Alan Scott is like Solomon, uh, the knowledge that Solomon got in the Ars Scotia to like summon mm -hmm. demons and shit with the with the magic lamp and all that. The the what what they call that shit? The ah, fuck the 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 genies the, the gin yeah oh, oh gin yeah 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 so it, I can see it being like that and it's also like the power of Thor inscripted on the hammer when Donald Blake found it so I can see why in hindsight I can see why Alan Scott did it, did it. but that story did make me confused and uh, but we'll see I mean it's a Berlanti so everybody will be saying the oath even if they're just pushing papers in the office where Alan Scott works yeah. <laughs> Uh, says Alan Scott used it a couple times, but has his own oath. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look, say that. Look, you're, you're clearly not busy at work. All <laughs> 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 right. Like turn, turn your cell phone on. No, yeah, no, look, no. look, that's what I don't look as stupid as I felt on text. Um, <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, I don't. It'll be interesting to see how this turns out. I, I mean, I'll tell you, like, I've been missing reading Green Lantern. I didn't realize how much I would want to be reading a Green Lantern book, and and I know that they. Or at least I believe they've come out with a, a new one recently that's, I guess, maybe more in line with what we were reading before Morrison took over. But I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm waiting and seeing, you know, because it feels like there's about to be a shakeup with these DC books again anyway. So we'll see. So, Yeah. Did, did you all see uh, they announced the new name for the the company for the Warner Brothers Discovery merger? I did see that. What is it, Discovery Brothers? I Look, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's Warner Bros. Discovery. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, can they get uh, back like, the to make comics? I listen. I was just like, man, like you want to talk about not trying. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I was just like, isn't there a better way? Like there has to be a better name than that. Right. Like, I mean, like I said, Discovery Bros would have definitely been like, I understand why they didn't do that, but that would have been a better name. But it's like, I know when I heard like, I felt like I'm so ready for this. <laughs> you're you're ready for this company to yeah. take over. Mm -hmm. I I guarantee you, if 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 Warner Bros. Discovery is the best they can do, they're not going to take over the streaming market. I promise you that. <laughs> like, I the streaming market, but they're going to make moves. Like yeah, they're going to make some moves. Hey, listen. Uh, I guess I guess I hope you're right. You know, it's like. Yeah, I. I know. It's one of those things where. Wait, say it again, Jay. I know. I hope I'm right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel this hypeness about it. Like, I feel good things are gonna happen. Like, well, I hope. Support. I hope good things happen for DC Comics. I mean, you know, I just want, like, the, you know, the characters are too cool. Okay, maybe not cool, but they're too iconic to. You know, be neglected. <clears throat> so you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I need Discovery or anybody else to have more of a hands-on in the things that are going on there. I just want the people that make that are are going to be telling those stories to feel supported. You know, and I, I'm sure that it doesn't feel like they felt that way in a long time. So yeah, so. And it would be nice if they have stability too. Like they don't feel like they don't have to worry anymore about a whole bunch of layoffs and all that kind of stuff. But it feels like these fools get rid of people like every so many months just because, you know. Right. Do you guys uh want to see what Lilith looks like with Kate Blanchett playing her? No. See, see what who looks like. <laughs> 
Lilith in the Borderlands movie. Oh, yeah, let's see. I'm sharing the screen. Okay. The headline is very exaggerated. Oh. Like that, that's Kate <laughs> It was I see it. <laughs> it was shared. Like, yeah, I, it. I got so mad. So I, you know, because you know, you picture you picture Lilith. You, you got that in your mind, you know. Um, but yeah, Curtis Lee Jamie, which I guess is somebody working on the movie. Uh, like, yeah, she she leaked. She leaks this scoop of uh Wait, what why did you say that? Why what? Why did you say Curtis Lee Jamie? That's her name. Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, that that's how you say it. That's not her name on Instagram. I'm using her Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's an Instagram. <laughs> Your son. I, I, you know, no, I was like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you saying that? Why are you saying but, it like that? You know? <laughs> I, I still call it's like, yeah. it is Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yeah. everyone's reporting it as her making, yeah. yeah. You went and used the Instagram name, which she yeah. said. So I was just wondering why you answered my question, like, you're, you're switching it up. And saying it weird because that's how she that's how she's got her Instagram going. So yeah. okay, that answers call, the question. Look, I call people by their by their fucking their, their gamer tags or whatever name they are online. You don't call <laughs> me, you don't call me by my gamer tag. Well, that's because it's too many syllables. But you know, Spike Spiegel, I call him whenever I talk to hey, it's my friend Spike Spiegel. Whenever I introduce him, we used to hang out. We used to come out. Octo Camo, like he's grown man, has two dollars, two dollars. He doesn't even go by Octo Camo anymore, but he's still Octo Camo to me. <laughs> he's still Octo Camo. It's it's J, like one syllable. Oh, then I use that. Look, I thought it was Rabbit Wolf J. No, I don't even use that anymore. I'm J Random now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I call you J all the time. I feel like every time you say J Random, there should be like a record scratch. Jay Random. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, but not like not like a scratch. Like he messed up. Like a hip hop record scratch. Jay Random. Like that. No, not like that. <laughs> like Jay Random, wiki wiki wah wah, like that. Whoa! <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make you a hip hop playlist. <laughs> so you never make that noise again. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Speaking of playlists, like mm -hmm. I saw something a little kind of funny. What's that? Uh, you know how they have like lo-fi beats to chill to, yeah, steady to, yeah. Which like, humor had a uh, a hardcore metal beats to uh, to stress slash uh, cram to. <laughs> okay, which I thought that was funny. Wait, what? What kind of songs were was it? Uh, heavy metal songs. It was heavy. Damn. 
That's wild. Like that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. The show is so weird, sober. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Um I saw Heck earlier asking about uh it about the DC is DC uh is it gonna stand for Discovery Comics now? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. Say what? So that would be awesome. Would it? I, I like it. Discovery Comics. Oh. Dude, that's that's amazing. Like way better than detective. Wow. Wow. I don't know, Jay. I, I feel like there's too much history with detective comics, man. Yeah, that's history. <laughs> but, but hey, for like for the longest time we were like is DC Comics just going to go away? Just just those character character IPs just kind of float to someplace else. It's like you can definitely have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman without a Detective Comics. Like that could happen. Right. I have another- talk- Oh, good. Oh, do we talk about the Naomi live action show? I think no. so. We did. I, 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 we mentioned it in passing. Okay, but we well, what? promo pictures now. Oh, nice. Wait, we got what promo pictures? Cast promo pictures. Oh, at least that's what I heard. I, 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 I haven't read Naomi. Um, you yeah. should. He did. I did. Yeah, when we reviewed it at your house when we were doing the daily shows. Naomi? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's the new one. That's the one for uh, Wonder Comics, right? Yeah. Okay, no, it's the other one. The other one he did, like the little girl one that his daughter wrote. That wasn't Naomi. I know. What was it called? Naomi? Um, is that Amethyst? No, no, no. It, it was a creator own. Oh, it was Bendis's daughter that wrote it, and Oming drawing it. That's what I thought he was talking about. Oh, but, okay. yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. What was how? How did the cast photos look, Jay? Oh, did I say cast photos? That's what I thought. Because um, you kind of scrambled. What did you say? That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Oh, maybe I might have said that, but I was mistaken. But we do have uh, a <laughs> director. Uh, the person steamrolling it is Ava Duvernay. I don't uh, know name. Yeah, yes, yeah, Ava Duvernay. I yeah. I love. I love that Jay lives in a world where he's like never even heard of her. I I heard that one movie with 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 the Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, the color purple. No, the new Oprah Winfrey movie that the hell based on the book that I loved as a child. Where the red friend grows? Nah. 
Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where the fairies almost kill the children because they take them to a 2D plane and they forgot the humans were three-dimensional. <laughs> I always wanted to read that book when I saw it like at the library when I was a kid because it just yeah. had a good cover and the name too, like a wrinkle in time. Like, you know, yeah. I will, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn here and say, you know, I was a little smarter than the kids around me, but it's like wrinkle in time. How do you wrinkle time? Like only if time was a wave or a plane, like as in time. So that, but I didn't read it because, you know, Maybe I was a little smarter than the kids around me, but I wasn't that smart. So I said I just went to listen to Dice Clay and Sam Kinison. But yeah, the Vernay was actually going to do the um, the New Gods movie, and then she got fired. I don't. Did she get fired? Like they, they the movie got the kibosh. Like they stopped doing it. Like uh, when yeah, it, yeah. I think yeah, I think that's different. No, nah, but it's still fire. You still lost a job. They got laid. She got laid off. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. She might have gotten severance. She might have not. So, so Ava DuVernay is gonna do Naomi. Yeah. Okay. I. What does Naomi do? Uh, she's just got powers. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Um. <laughs> It's super strength, super speed, um, or enhanced speed, super strength. I believe she flies. She's got like a super generic power set. Um, the strength of her story is just her story, uh, where she's like basically trying to figure out her origin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And this is the book you were talking about, man. Takio. Takio. That's almost like Naomi if you like jumble it around and change the T and a K to like an N and an M. I do remember that, us reading that. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, she like, broke her hand. Like, I want to see, like, yeah, I would rather see that than Naomi in a TV show. No, I, I think they well, I would be so, I would be a little more excited about Naomi if it weren't the WB. But yeah, I mean, Naomi has potential. Like, it could be really good. Wait, so it's it's, it's a TV show, not a movie? Yes. Okay, well, but Ava, Ava DuVernay makes great TV. Does what she? What has she done? She did. She did. Uh, what should we call it? Um, she directed um, Scandal. I didn't watch. That, that wasn't her. She she directed it. She didn't write it. She Who directed. Are, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I like. Shonda Shonda Rhimes created it, right? But she like she directed episodes. Yeah, no, that's and, good. Yeah, all those episodes are good. Not that I watch it. I don't watch it. No. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it. Has she done anything I've seen? No, because she does. She does 
too much black stuff, Joe, and you know you hate the blacks. Have you <laughs> heard of Queen, Have you heard of Queen Sugar? No, I haven't even heard of that one. Okay, that that's supposed to be a really good show too. I I actually haven't seen it myself, but I've heard good things. Black combat in the chat says, "Praise be to Shondaland." Now you go. I mean, does some white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, really, really, man, really. Well, Joe celebrating Pride Month, White Pride. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, no, no, yeah. Hey, look, if she directs, if she directed a random episode of of uh, <laughs> of Scandal, those were good. Mm-hmm. And she did good with Selma too, the movie. Okay, yeah, that was. I didn't watch it, but I know that was good. Hmm. I don't like the pressing stuff. <laughs> okay, that's why I don't watch like all those Japanese uh, earthquake animes. <laughs> Wait, are there a lot of Japanese earthquake animes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, geez. they have a lot of earthquakes, Larry. No, I know they have earthquakes. I mean. That doesn't mean they want to mess around and make anime about them, but well, they, I do. they do it a bunch of times. Yeah, they just oh. call it slice of life because they have so many earthquakes. <laughs> That's so wrong. I, mean, I always end up wanting to cry, and it's it's not a good look for me. You you can cry, Joe. No, well, I, I cry all the time. There you go. <laughs> all the time. You're like, I'm crying on the inside right now. Yeah, let's so. all just have a good cry. The Family Feud video. What? She directed the Family Feud video. The Jay Z Beyonce video. Family Feud. Oh. She wrote that, and directed I, that. What'd you say? She wrote and directed it. Okay. Yeah, okay. that, that yeah, that's only like two minutes or so. What the the Family Feud video? Yeah. Nah, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, it's longer than two minutes. It, it's like it's like a mini movie. Oh, like that stuck in the drive-through? Nah, I'm not watching that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what stuck in the drive-through. That's the Weird Al song. It's like a ten-minute song, parody of "Stuck in the Closet." Oh, got you. Parody of that. Right. Okay. Tiger Claw says, I bet Joe cries after reading a comic. I have, I've yet to find a comic that made me cry, mostly just movies and TV shows. And then just when I'm sitting alone with my own thoughts. <laughs> oh. Well, there. <laughs> Joe, Joe played that super straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like oh, okay. I was like, damn, that wasn't even a joke. My bad. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Don't worry. I, 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 I'm gonna give you a hug next time I see you, friend. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. What? Anything else out of chat? Uh. uh um, nah. with the black compact 
comment. Yeah. Uh, Hexzilla says, so what happens when WB buys WWE? We get WC or we get DC WWE comics. Let's go. I've yet to read a good WWE comic. Yeah. I know. WWDC. <laughs> and you, they'll make bracelets that you wear along with them. Yeah. I bet you Marvel can make a good one. You know, um oh go ahead. Oh no, Marvel, they they um they're the ones that can't be trusted the most with that. Why? It's like you remember Super Pro. Like that was awful. Like and Super Pro was in like the the early nineties, right? So was wrestling. I I don't I don't like I mean so what Joe? Like I mean I'm like things change like <laughs> like they don't Marvel can make a good wrestling comic now I think I don't think so. Okay, wow. You know who made good wrestling comics was Chaos Comics back in the day. They did the Undertaker, you know, and yeah. they they picked the the people they were gonna do. So they did an Undertaker comic, a Mankind comic, a Kane comic, like the the they had a Kane. I think it was either Kane or Undertaker team up with a Mankind. So that was like, you know, how they used to do, especially back then in the Attitude Era, they would Mick Foley would pair with like it'd be like an odd couple thing for a tag team, and they yeah. did in comic form for that adventure and it, it look they did they did good work with those with those properties in the comics and you know they they brought in the wrestling in it but it was mainly it was mainly the stories of the character that what you see when they're not wrestling so not you know not what the wrestlers do on road but like what the character does in that fantasy world yeah, and that that's what it was, and then you know, I mean, they did the ICP comics, which were good too. That's kind of wrestling ish, because they they just took that with their their music, and, and it was good. Uh, Hex says Marvel did WCW comics. Oh, see, and uh, Capullo worked on Undertaker comics back yeah. in the Spawn guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I had to like sneak my. <laughs> I had to sneak my Undertaker comics into my like um, John Milton textbook, like in tenth grade English class. <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, he's really enjoying that literature. And it was Undertaker comics on the inside. And I remember this friend of mine, this girl, and she's like, "Man, you're really into that book." And it's like, you know, John Milton's Paradise Lost is intriguing to me. <laughs> you know, now that I'm an adult. And, and hate religion, <laughs> but but in tenth grade, me that all I cared about was wrestling, lifting weights, smoking weed, and getting girls. It's like and comics, like and metal, like it's like yeah, Undertaker, slide that right into that textbook. Wow, you know I never did that as much as I love comics. Yeah, I never. Yeah, but well, I, I don't know. I was gonna say I probably should have, but actually no, because I like I like books too. Look, you had a mother that loved you. It's true. So she nurtured your like your your thirst for like academia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what what were you gonna oh, talk so about next? Mo? Last week we, we talked well. about news. Uh, we talked about the casting of the dude that played Jackass. I, I'm blanking on his name. 
as uh, Craven in the Sony movies. Now, this is exactly news, but it's news to me. And uh, I, I didn't see it. I mean, he can't play it. He can't play it. But Dave Ryan <laughs> grabbed a, uh, a white cover and drew that actor as Craven with his own idea and concept. And I'm like, dude, you should really do concept art for that movie. Because now I want to see that movie after seeing Dave Ryan Mm -hmm. art and uh, we've had Dave Ryan on the show you know you can go back and look at our 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 Mandalorian special finale special he was one of our panelists there and uh he's a, he's a great artist he does and then he did an Immortal Hulk I wish I would have brought that here he did one for the Immortal Hulk 41 <laughs> or Immortal Hulk number one white cover but it was like he wrote with a sharpie Immortal Hulk stir, and it was <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it was awesome. But yeah, but I was like, man, maybe I can't. look if they actually follow the comic designs, like that guy might be able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks great, and you know, I mean, it goes without saying, Dave Ryan is ridiculously talented. Yeah, but you meant, man, to, you meant to say kick ass. Yeah, yeah, kick ass. Sorry. Kick ass, jackass, black ass, like they're also all the same movie. That's hilarious. I didn't catch it. <laughs> but yeah. I meant he was a jackass. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Um, you know, another thing that kind of went by a, a while back and we didn't actually talk about on the show. Um there, there are talks that Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on the short list to play Dr. Afra in live action in one of these Star Wars movies. Uh, or, I guess, or maybe shows. Who knows, right? But, um, I, you know, I was like, oh, we should, uh, I just felt like we should mention that just because, I mean, not only is it Chloe Bennett, but you know, I know how much Jay you like Dr. Afra. What what do you think about that casting or that potential casting? Um, I don't know like I'm not super familiar with Chloe Bennett, but uh she does look like Dr. Afra. Yeah. Um kind of bring up pictures of both. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I can tell you, like, based on, like, what I've seen her do acting-wise, I feel like she could definitely, <clears throat> like, in, in, encapsulate that character. Like, I don't think it would be hard for her at all. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oz is in chat. Chloe Bennett's already a Powerpuff girl and won't have time for movies. <laughs> That's not true. I agree. Yeah, she's playing Blossom. Yeah, is is that a good thing? Oh, well, I guess you don't know because you don't know her work. <laughs> right. So but the thing is Chloe Bennett. Oh, I thought this was going to go faster. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, she could do a movie. The movie, uh, you know, her scenes in a Star Wars movie would take 
you know, now that I'm in the business, I can I can tell you. It'll take about 37 days at the most because they're not trying to go over budget and their SAG and, and union fees that they got to do. So they, they try to keep it to 28 days. So they could do it on off time of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, it, you know, Powerpuff Girls, I think, only has 11 episodes because it's a pilot season thing. They, they might not commit to a full season right off the bat. So she... In her contract, it might be stipulated that if she has an offer to do something beyond those eleven episodes before they confirm that she has, she can, she can go ahead and do it. And they have to worry about that second season. The first season will probably be eleven episodes, and then and that's if she's the high demand person in that show. Right, which right. Probably not. You know. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you know, here is a somewhat small picture of Dr. Afra. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. just like her. Yeah, I mean, I think she would be a really good casting. Like if they, you know, based on what I've read from Afra in the comics, she can she can knock that role out the park. And Chloe Bennett, does she do anything else? <clears throat> does she do besides Agents of Shield? I mean, I'm sure she has, but I don't know what it is off the top. Like, I can look real quick. Uh, I mean, I think she's she did a good job there, from what I saw. So I think she can do, you know, with the Doctor Afro thing, it's more about the content and what they put in, in on the directing side and the writing side. I think she's she's got enough chops to pull off if she's got a good team giving her good stuff to work with, you know. Yeah, because there yeah. was a, in, in, you know, especially when she was developing powers and stuff. And really, I'm just talking shit because I, I never really watched it. I'm just vamping while you find <laughs> the film. Well, you know, no, I'm, I'm, looking at the, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm literally like, oh, I don't know what, like, I don't know any of these shows. Um, she was in uh, Nashville. Oh, all right. First Emily seven watched. episodes. Yeah, Emily watched that. Okay. Uh, and it looks like everything else. Yeah, like Agents of Shield is like her big TV role. Basically, it looks like. And then, huh? Like she did a couple movies, but. None, none of it is anything that I'd be like, oh, you would know her from this. <laughs> so, hey, maybe this will be her her an, an, another breakout role for her. So, I don't know. Well, all right, I, yeah, yeah, that's the right way to say that. <laughs> hey, look, once the thing is, as an actor. I wish I could have done this where it's like you get you be you get into a Star Wars, you become a character in a Star Wars thing or a Star Trek thing, or mm -hmm. even like a good CW show. Like even with Agents of Shield, you might be able you can make a living on the convention circuit, like selling oh, yeah. autographs. So that Easy. that like if Powerpuff Girls works out between Agents of Shield, that and um you know uh Star Wars, then yeah. That's it, man. She could just do conventions and and retire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now it's a lot of work traveling, but you know, as long once once 
pandemic and shit works out that way, it, it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Have any of you, have, or have either one of you checked out that Modoc show? I have not. Uh, I've been meaning to. I'm I've seen a couple clips, but I don't have Hulu right now. Yeah, I, I checked it out. I just, you know, I just, I literally just watched an episode of it. And, you know, um, I feel like you got to be in the right mood for it. <laughs> I don't think I was. <laughs> but it wasn't like, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. Like, I guess I was thinking it was going to be a little bit funnier because, you know, Patton Oswald. Yeah, and Modoc's kid. Yeah, but it it's, I, I don't know. It might be funny enough for some people. I know for me, I was just like, I, I should watch something else. <laughs> so I did. But I, I have to revisit it. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is not. Yeah. This is not for me right now. Did you read the Oz chat? Well, where Oz says, based on the script for the pilot, Powerpuff Girls isn't going to work. Uh, look, that chat is fine, but if he was here, he could tell us why it wouldn't work, and I could go grab a beer while he's saying it. And, uh, <laughs> and the audience would benefit more. <laughs> that little uh, uh, codex of a text is, uh, yeah, uh, all right, good, good, yeah. Based on the script, pilot, it might not work. So, yeah. you I don't may know. or may know that the script was leaked um, a couple weeks back. Um, we leaked for a little bit, and then the company uh, basically started uh, going after people that were spreading the script. And uh, to convince us that it was a real script. And uh, afterwards, they said they were thinking about making changes based on response to the leaked script. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. But what did the, the script say to make it seem like it wouldn't work? Um, there were, like, a couple of key points where... You know, there's a part where Bubbles is complaining about them being whitewashed in the cartoon. And uh, I didn't actually read the entire script or any of it. I just know what people were saying. Um, That's one of the things they were saying the most. And kind of just like overall, this isn't good. Like, what? (laughs) Mojo Jojo in it? Um, I don't know. Like, I assume he is. I assume he is and him uh, were the rumors about the main uh, villains we might see. But, uh, yeah, Tiger Claw wants to know what may CW think the Powerpuff Girls would work as a live action series. Um... You know, sometimes you think things will work if you just change everything about them. I mean, <laughs> from a, a money magnum perspective, I can tell you what exactly happened there, Tiger Claw. 
And what it was is AT&T spent a lot of money getting Warner Media. It was like, let's get whatever idea they have, whatever they've ever done, and just remake this. Let's not try to create something new because we got to make this movie. You know, right when they bought it, pandemic happened. Nobody's seeing movies. Nobody's doing this. And uh, let, let's try to rehash whatever whatever properties we have so we don't have to buy rights for nothing. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Tiger Claus says, I've never seen the cartoon, but I heard one of the characters on this live action series they made black when on the show the character was white. Yes. That seems consistent with modern-day Hollywood casting. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, they shouldn't... Like, referencing the cartoon is a mistake. Um, oh, yeah, Mo. Oh, most God. <laughs> uh, the other thing that people were uh, iffy about, like, or didn't like about the script was uh, in the script, the kids are kind of angsty and they're basically coming off as if, like, oh, we never wanted to be heroes. You kind of forced us to do it as kids. Like, you exploited us. And, you know, fans of the original cartoon aren't really digging that because in the cartoon like that absolutely wasn't the case so you know that's another thing people are not liking about it yeah i don't know i mean i i will say that just because something's a cartoon doesn't mean it wouldn't work in live action like it in fact i mean all we're talking about are mediums like if a story's solid, a story's solid, whether it's animated or whether it's, you know, real life or live action. So, you know, but Powerpuff Girls, I, I wouldn't say it couldn't work in live action. I would just say it probably is going to be expensive. No, they're not going to. Yeah, they're going to do the cheap route. Well, yeah, but to do it to do it well or do it right, it would be expensive. Like, I, I saw. I'm mad that they're not doing a live action Samurai Jack and like strip everything about it and <laughs> just put it on CW. Where every, oh, no. everybody he comes in contact with in Berlanti fashion becomes a Samurai. I would hate that. Like yeah. a live Samurai Jack. But te teeny bopper people would love it. But I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't care what you think. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. It's Starfire Black. <laughs> I just feel like Samurai Jack doesn't speak enough to be on the CW. Like, we need this fool to, like, just give, like, long speeches and stuff. And I'm like, not Samurai Jack, though. <laughs> Speaking of way too much, I saw the Snake Eyes trailer. <laughs> oh God, he is just nonstop during this movie speaking. The Snake Eyes got the gift of gab. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> hey man, it it look it that's that's his. Uh, Superman neck snap. <laughs> you know, at the, by the end of the movie, he'll be mute. 
Yeah, that that's uh, man. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna see it in theaters. Really? Yeah, I, I'm out. Like, I can't deal with all that talk. Not from Snake Eyes. <laughs> it too, Snake Eyes. It like what? What are they doing over there with these Hasbro properties? Snake <laughs> Eyes talking up a storm. But Bumblebee can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> like your quote, so your Snake Eyes movie is the origin. He'll lose his voice at the end. He's not supposed to lose it. Yeah. I know you don't know when he lost his voice, Tiger Claw, but he doesn't lose it as an adult. Like, he loses it as a kid. Like, he grew up not talking. Like, changing it, like, yeah, I don't like it. Like, it's like the one of the most fundamental things about Snake Eyes. Like, right. talk. Welcome to my eternal experience. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if they could have solved this by having him communicate through the radio, <laughs> and this, you know what? This problem would have been solved easy. And here's the real problem with Paramount Hasbro movies: is that they're just ableist and pushing this ableist agenda. How dare they make fun of the people that can't talk or are born deaf? Or differently abled. I mean, yeah, you kind of got a point. It's like, who are they to say people like mutes can't be leads in a movie? Here's the thing. I try to tell that argument to people that had those conditions, and the deaf guy didn't hear, couldn't hear what I was saying. And then <laughs> the mute guy didn't tell me anything. So it's like, I don't know where they stand. That's fair. I mean... Yeah, if you want representation, you gotta speak up. Yeah. <laughs> if you want more, if you all want more mute people in leading roles, y'all need to speak up. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. That's so wrong. This is what happened when we don't have segments to talk about. <laughs> Speaking uh, of people, I, like, oh, go ahead, Joe. One more thing from Tiger Claw. Now, since IDW are making the G.I. Joe comics, I would like to see a TMNT G.I. Joe crossover. Do you think that's feasible? Yes. If they can cross mm -hmm. over with Batman, they can cross over with G.I. Joe. No. Look, it should be, it should Wait, have happened already. Why don't you think that's feasible? I mean, everyone knows that ninjas have no place in G.I. Joe. Yeah, but they do. No, no. <laughs> Everyone knows that about G.I. Joe. Just All the real G.I. Joe fans know no ninjas in G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I actually but, think that might have happened already, but I'm not 100% sure. It, it, I don't know. It may or may not have. Like, I know, I know that Hasbro did like a line wide, like, comic event with all of the properties crossing over, but obviously. TMNT wasn't a part of that. So, I don't know. But at the same time, too, I've never been a big fan of the properties crossing over like that. Like, like G.I. Joe Transformers is like one of the, like, 
I can't say I allow, but you know, it's like I'm just like okay, you know that like that's part of the lore to you know at this point. So you just like it is what it is. But I know for me, it's like it doesn't excite me. Like I I like the mashup aspect of it. Like I like if they made like you know good toys that were you know a, a Decepticon his tank or something like that. I would buy that because that's awesome. But as far as like trying to create a story around that, it's like I don't I don't need that. I think my favorite Ashley Wood picture is a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover pick. Yeah. You know the mashup aspect is great. Now Ashley like, Wood like the spawn hmm? guy Ashley Wood? Um, I don't know if he did spawn. I think he did. <laughs> if it doesn't look like how I see it in my head, I'm gonna be disappointed. But, <laughs> but I mean, he is a versatile artist, so uh, he can do stuff that doesn't look like what I like as his work for spawn. But. Every yeah. time I look at, at uh, art on Instagram from comic artists I like, I'm like, you fucking ableist bastards. Because I'm not able to <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it, Jay? I did. Yay. That's funny. Uh... While you guys are doing that, there's a new story. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that's Spawn Ashley Wood. That's, that's, look, it's better than I imagined it in my head. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Ashley Wood is amazing. And I right. just will forever love this pick. Yeah. That was like Toy Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, not Toy G.I. Joe, but yeah. Man, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's nice. Um, uh, speaking of ableist bastards, uh, Donny Cates and Declan Show, uh, not Declan Show, uh, Ryan Otley are relaunching the Hulk on uh, uh for Marvel in November. Damn, that looks I, amazing. Yeah. And like I had to zoom in because it's like you got to look at all these details like that. Like it's just a good ass picture. Like you know, it got the the bomb kind of analog homage thing with the Hulk in the explosion and Banner at the roof. It, it just looks ah. So <laughs> just when I thought I was out for Marvel, they pulled me back in. Pull you back in. That uh, I mean that that cover is actually very impressive. Yeah. It's uh, interesting though, because it's like like I, I haven't um read the entire Immortal Hulk line, but it's one of those books that people rave about. Like it's so good yeah. supposedly. What I've read of it was really good. I read a, a trade paperback that had a good amount of books in there and, and look, it was good. I didn't finish it yet, but I it it, it was good. And uh, but just even like that's the number one, even if you haven't read that, but it's Donny Cates, <laughs> yeah, and Ryan Otley, like, yeah, uh, you know, 
we had Spider-Man with Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley. The art in that book I love, but it, it you know, Nick Spencer yeah. has his I think I think he's a creator own guy. <laughs> like I want to read what he what he thinks up with for himself. Yeah. The good look. Yeah. Especially it was rough with him coming like after after slot. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, you never look, want the guy right after the guy, you want the guy that replaces the guy that didn't cut it. And right. he didn't cut it, but it, you know, they appeal to a different group of Spider-Man fans. They they wanted yeah. to get get the guys that hated slot. So yeah, <laughs> you know, and I still enjoy his I still enjoy what he did uh up until you know I, I stopped reading after a while. But look, when I saw Joe Kelly and Chris Bachalo doing this non-stop Spider-Man, I'm like <gasps> all right, like like if they would have came in after Spencer on <laughs> Amazing, I'd be like that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe this is a testing ground. But yeah, it, it, it's, man, good shit. Uh, I, I, I'm going to expect a review, but you're only going to get it if you hit like, subscribe, and the bell. Because I don't, you know, it's going to be in November. So I'll probably do it sometime in November in, in the one shot or whatever. Uh, uh, Neil Gaiman was in the news. Um, he uh people were mad about uh the casting for um the the next round of casting for Sandman Netflix and yeah. one of the things they uh they uh they were mad about was desire uh being i guess now people put their pronouns when they do their headshots so she oh, uh, no. yeah so all these like like you know, I, I I looked at it and I was like, oh, death is black, okay, and you know, I, I was excited to see who they were gonna cast because I have a picture of what I like to see uh, as death in my mind's eye, <laughs> you know, like when yeah, I see yeah. action, and it, it, you know, it's a black person, and typically. The way the comic looks, it, I wouldn't be primed to see one. But realistically, it could be anybody. It's more about the attitude and the way she portrays uh, the comforting and and the, the the interactions with people in their dying minutes. Is so, or does she kind of look like her? She, I think she can do it. Like that's why I was like, oh, it's a black person. But I'm like, okay, it, it's like we'll see. I, I want to see. <laughs> in it, my initial thought was like a little bit of of shock because it's not you know death is pale as fuck like that it's not even mm. a white person it's a pale person so it's right. like oh you can just paint her white and do it but you know they're probably not gonna do that and uh I, white I, face. Uh, <laughs> yeah and uh so you know but then everybody was just mad about desire and being a, a non-binary person and i was like well I read the comics. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my, my initial thought was for, I, I actually didn't give a fuck about anybody on this list. Like, if, if, let me zoom out, down for you guys. Um, I, I didn't give, I didn't care about anybody on this list. Um, here, uh, you know, David Twellis is, is a good actor. Uh, he's playing John D. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, my biggest thing was, Who's fucking? Uh, who's gonna be Sandman and who's gonna be Death? Uh, who's gonna be Lucifer? You know, shit like that. But at this point, uh -huh. you know, 
Um, but but yeah, people were really mad about uh uh despair being a non-binary person, and in the comics, he's actually uh, uh like, desire. Yeah, desire. Sorry, um, it is a non-binary character. Like, and they didn't have that then, or they didn't call it that then, so they didn't really make an issue. You just from reading the story and hearing the dialogue and all that. It was just a person like to me as a child, it was a hermaphrodite. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's how I saw it. And uh, really, like, you know, when you when you think about the um, personification of the concept of desire, <laughs> it's not like there really is no form or shape in terms of sexuality because it's just a feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So having it be non-binary as a character makes sense. And mm-hmm. it made sense to me at seven <laughs> when I read it. <laughs> I didn't have the issues that these people had on Twitter at seven. And mind you, I was homophobic at seven. <laughs> you know, I used to call people fags, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, not not gay people because I didn't know they were gay at seven. Like, we're kids, <laughs> you know, but, you know, we would tease them each other like that on the streets. Like, that's just what we did. And, uh, uh, you know, but I wasn't passing pol- policy against gay people. But, um, but yeah, so it made sense to me then, and so yeah, I, I all I worried about was death here. I think she's gonna do a good job. She she's got a good look. She can play the perky, uh, compassionate kind of character. That's business. Like you're gonna die, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. be happy that you're gonna die because at least you know you live a good life. <laughs> so I think she can do it. But yeah, people were really mad, and then, uh, you know, somebody said like, oh, I can't believe, uh. Neil Gaiman doesn't give a fuck about Sandman oh, that girl. much. I'm sorry, say Wait, that again. I, I'm sorry, I love this girl. She's amazing. Who? What's she been in? Uh, she was in Infinity Train. Uh, Desire or Death? Death. Oh, okay. Who was who she? She was Grace. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, She's That's it. Jelly man. Jay is sold. I am definitely sold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they gave Neil Gaiman shit that he doesn't give a fuck about. Uh, Sandman, and you know, realistically, like I'm not even gonna be mad at that guy saying that. Well, I'm I'm mad at him for saying that for Desire, <laughs> because I'm more concerned about you know Lucifer how that turned out, <laughs> and you know other things how to how to talk to girls at parties, <laughs> yeah, other comic properties that I've seen that lead to now Sandman being on Netflix. So, you know, and, and you know him not wanting to do certain things, but taking a check from a library to go read a book to kids, you know, like shit like that. And I, I've actually said on this show he doesn't give a fuck about his work, you know. Um, in relation to a Sandman universe and things like that, where uh, I've been a little bit critical of the decisions they took and the people they chose to put in that pantheon of characters to carry on that legacy. Um, but he he responded to that dude and was like, "I wish he would have responded to me on the show on the air." But he no, he responded to that guy on Twitter and he said, "I give all the fucks." <laughs> like that's why <laughs> it's taken so long to get this adaptation because I've always. I passed on bad movies, and you know I don't know what kind of deal he had with DC where they let him do that, and DC can just fuck up Jonah Hex, can fuck up John Constantine, <laughs> but for some reason he 
DC can't fuck up and Warner Brothers can't fuck up Sandman without Neil Gaiman wanting them to fuck it up. Yeah, but yeah, here we are, and uh, so that was that was him in the news. In, in you know a, another uh, reader and Twitter guy said that you know Desire is not binary in the comics, and yeah, he said yeah if they actually read the comics they'd know that. Yeah, just mad. Their anger isn't even about the comics; it's about the the non-binary part of it, which is just stupid. Like, if you're mad, look, if you're mad about people's, you know, on Pride Month, I'm saying this, if you're mad about people being non-binary or gay or trans or whatever, like, you need to really just figure out where you want to come, how you want to come, and don't bother anybody else on how they do it, really, because chances are you're really not coming the way you want to. And that's why you're so angry. It's true. Yeah, man. It, it it'll be interesting to see how Sandman turns out. Who who's playing Sandman again, though? It, honestly, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't look like what I would look. His headshot doesn't look like who I, I would want to play him to play. But you know, costumes and makeup. There's all that coming up. Right. And, uh, and we'll see it from there. But uh, yeah, again, like I, I've. You know, with Sweet Tooth coming on Netflix, I've kind of, res- you know, I'm maturing. I'm like, I want to enjoy this, and, and I want, I don't want to be aggravated beforehand. <laughs> I'll save that for he's after. Trying to grow. He's trying to grow. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. But you know, it, you know, we'll see. Sandman, I, I'm still a little iffy, but you know, that that it doesn't seem like they're trying to connect it to the Lucifer show, so that should be good. <laughs> yeah. I was so mad because I just found out that one of the bands I like, uh, Mirkur, uh, they play a song in Lucifer. And uh, I don't watch Lucifer. But it's like right. the first time I get to see that band's music in something mainstream. <laughs> I, I'm, at a, I'm at an impasse where it's like, should I just like watch that episode? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, like I don't. Yeah, I don't have the right answer for you, Mo. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's an unknowable answer. I'm not gonna. It's unknowable. Yeah, I'll just listen to that song on the album. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, what else we got? Which you know, we're we're we might actually end on time today. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy was canceled. What? Yeah, the series was canceled. Netflix is reworking the franchise. <laughs> They're um yeah, I, I you know <laughs> right. typically Lar. They're reworking it. Like that doesn't sound like a cancellation. Like when you cancel something, it's done, right? Well the thing is they have Millar stuff on the contract, so they own it. So they can bring back, bring it back, but they canceled what we know, what we see now. Is not you're not going to get any more of that. If they bring any iteration of Jupiter's Legacy back, it'll be something that they just put another creative team to just make up based on <laughs> the source material or the foundation they laid here. And was um, it that bad? No, it was good. It was good, but that, that's part of the problem too, because you know, people people talk shit about the all oh, the formula of the MCU and these superhero movies, they're not cinema, they're not this, but then 
you get Jupiter's legacy where it's a little bit more uh, meaty <laughs> and substance and it, not enough superheroics <laughs> in the way that you would like or, or think of superheroics uh, happening. And, uh, and people don't like it. <laughs> they don't want it. And it kind of goes back to Dan Didio saying like how mad people were about new 52 shit. But then when they changed from that, uh, they were mad, but they weren't buying the, the old book. You know, so it, it, you know we're, got, we're, we're starting to see. It, it, I kind of saw, I, I'm not going to say I saw this coming, but it was a fear that I had deep in my brain, in my little brain, um, where, you know, it's going to be like comics. People are going to treat the comic book movies and superhero movies like comics, where it's like, ah, oh, it's run of the mill. And then when they give you something different and new, you're going to hate on it. Yeah. Tiger Claw says they canceled Jupiter's Legacy and are going to do Super Crooks, uh, which is set in the same universe. Yeah. I, I halfway remember Super Crooks. Was that the one with the gambler? That's a, I don't know. That, that, that does sound about right. Where the guy was using a precog to, like, scam this casino. Yeah. And then they have to, like, do a job for the casino when they catch him. It kind of sounds like it. I didn't read Super Crooks because I was mad at, at uh, Millar for um, well, one for Bloodsport, but the other for uh, um, what's the uh, fuck? Super, superior. <laughs> Never coming yeah. out. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing about Millar World. Look, you, you know, it, for those of you who wanted more Cooper's legacy, like welcome. Like, if you never read any of the comics, <laughs> this yeah. is what happens. You don't get an ending. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's they they bought Millar World even with the work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So final thought time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see. All right. Jay Random, final thoughts. Um, uh, I don't think I Yeah, I don't know. Iron Mutant's kind of cool, but it takes a while to get started. And I'm not sure I'm keen on the version three. Keeping Universe Unleashed the Light, adding Connie, like, tethered to Lion. I guess it's fine. Okay. Moses Magnum, final thoughts? Uh, Subscribe, like, you know the deal. <laughs> We're doing a lot of shit. We got stuff on uh, Instagram. I, I was actually going to play a preview of uh, Last Annihilation for you guys, but we didn't have time. So, but it is on our Instagram. So go follow there. You're gonna get content there too. There, there it is. What? What is that noise? Y'all had it. Sorry, it's Xbox, Microsoft. Dude. Oh, fucking me up right now. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, I guess I'll say, uh. Because Mo, Mo said half the stuff I was going to say. So, so, wait, Mark, I, I know, Mark, 
marketing says that you have to repeat everything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. I was in, I was in chat. Final thought. Y'all should watch Superman and Lois. That's true. I was going to say, uh, play, play Knockout City. It's a fun dodgeball video game. And I need people to play with. <laughs> so look into it. <laughs> that, that, it really should, they should have, a, or continue to have a demo for that. But they don't, I don't think. So, I don't know. Either way, though. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, we're the Fantastic Forum. We'll catch you. Good night. The extended cut. <laughs> Stupid Microsoft.